welcome everyone to the Sultans of Slack podcast. We're here with Law of the Saw and Craig, who represent multiple different NFT communities, but we love them in real life as well. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Yo, yo. Yo, what's up, fellas? What is going on? How's your weekends going? Going really good, man. You know, we stay busy. Uh, stay busy with work. We're doing cool shit with cool people, so can't really complain. Yeah, a lot of just chill weekends lately, just kind of plugging away. And oh yeah, you're on those right. chill Cali, Cali vibes now. Are you? Yeah, yeah, hitting the beach and uh, working. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Well, we appreciate y'all coming on. We've been trying to link up for a little while now. Um, the, I guess the best place to start is um, we'll start with law, man. Um, give us a little bit about yourself, man. Where you come from? You know what your taste in music is, your your musical background, what got you into the spaces that you're in today. Just, uh, Ooh, you want me to just rabble riff, on then, just, huh? just, just riff with me a little bit. Bro. How do you Let's even do have any time to do this is what I want to know. <laughs> For real. Well, you All know, the stuff you're up to these days. I'm quite the organized person and time is something that I value, um, highly. So I make sure that, you know, the, the the projects and teams that I'm working for, I make sure that I schedule out my time with them and I have uh, time for not only myself, but for, you know, my community and the people that are, that are a part of it. So when it what it really comes down to is just, um, you know, I am I am blessed to be able to schedule times to do things like these because this is my my full time gig, but also um you know, I'm I'm organized. I'm on top of my game. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. What what um what got you to where you're at? Like what what brought you into the space that we're in? So you know, I uh, to give a little bit of a backstory, I guess we could go into is is when I was a younger man, I was very involved in music, and what I mean by that is I played music. <laughs> I played in a nice. punk metal band, and. These are the days of like MySpace and and stuff like that to where, you know, I wasn't we weren't signed to a label. We were uh, a, a punk metal band to its core. We booked all of our tours via MySpace and connections we made online and, and through other people we knew. And it was beautiful to me. I loved it. I love playing music. And, you know, eventually, you know, people like the bands, people would move away and um, I got older and started working full time in, in kitchens where I uh, was a chef for 16 years, almost 16, 15 and almost 16. And um, I started getting into I was getting older, you know, and I was like, I was looking at like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't do this shit forever. Like, what am I going to do about retirement? Started looking into um, things like a Roth IRA which ultimately led me into DeFi and crypto. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking up uh, crypto and staking. And uh, these articles start coming along of crypto punks, these digital, these digital pictures selling for a couple grand. And I'm like, why are these pictures, these pixelated pictures of these cool looking fellas selling for so much money? And I look into things and I see, that oh it's because there's technology behind these pictures and um i get on twitter i start looking around this was like uh this was like early 2021 maybe early to mid 2021 and pfps were quite the rage 
and this was before like 10 projects would come out a day. There was probably maybe like 20, 30 projects out at the time. And one would come out a month, if that. And I was like, oh, I got to, 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 to really get in, you need one of these PFPs that everyone's got. They don't just use a picture of themselves like you would on LinkedIn or Facebook or, or MySpace. So, and at, and a lot of the ones of the meta at the time were like these cute little cuddly creatures of like, Oh, you're, you know, like Care Bear, like cuddly, you know, and I was, that wasn't me, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a punk rocker, you know, I've played music growing up and I wanted to identify, I wanted something to express who I was. And uh, that's where I stumbled upon this uh, project called the Wicked Craniums. And I got really lucky stumbling upon that project because it ultimately led me to making connections that connections with people that I'm still uh, working with today and friendships that I still hold dear and close to me today and changed, changed my entire life. It brought back creativity and, and it gave me this, um, this feeling inside of being like, man, I really wish that I had this technology that people are starting to utilize and, and get familiar with back when I was playing in bands, because I would have used it because ultimately what this technology is doing is, is giving freedom to the bands and, and, and giving them a new way to create and express themselves and be able to have their fandom be um, everything that they need without the record label. You know what I'm trying to say here? And we can oh, get into sure. a lot of that today. But just to kind of wrap up my story here is I'm just a I'm just a kid, a punk rock kid who came into this space and is looking to change the world, man. I guess that's a good way to explain it. Dude, in MySpace, I found more good bands on MySpace. Oh, <laughs> I loved sure. MySpace <laughs> for really? like finding bands. Because it had Dude. like the it had the deal where the band it's like I can't remember exactly how it was set up. It was a really long time ago, but it's like bands. I don't know. You click on the band and it show like five more bands like them. And then yeah. you'd like go down this rabbit hole until these bands were so obscure and like not famous as little bands. I found so many awesome bands like that. I miss, I miss that. <laughs> we would have it set up to where all the local bands in, in the hometown I grew up in Tucson that we had them in our top eight. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you, turned into our page and discovered us you'd have our top eight to look at and be like oh let's go check out you know we had a few like general warning or line of fire the mondays the, you know etc tucson That's bands awesome. right <clears throat> and you could always you could always tell if somebody was in a band because their song that was playing on their page was their music and it wasn't like your <laughs> avenge sevenfold yeah. or your you know deftones or whatever it was their music so yeah. give you a little sample yeah, well, how right. cool is that, right? MySpace, you oh, could yeah. have your own little song. Like, um, you, you couldn't do that now because of copyright stuff. Why not? I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way of the world now. Everybody's suing everybody. Yeah, they for probably everything, so. they, MySpace just works something out with Spotify or something. It'd be fine. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be dope. Craig, how about yourself, bro? Give us a little background. Tell us where you know. Where, I mean, as much info as you want to give, of course. But we're gonna need your address, from, your social security number, um, blood type, <laughs> your favorite color. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna need to borrow that passport and that C phrase. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll get on to you after. We'll sign Dope. some paperwork. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm from 
Colorado, really. I was born in Texas, but I've kind of moved a lot in my life. Um, just all kinds of reasons, just moved a lot. Um, but the way I found NFTs was, of course, during COVID in this world is, you know, just sitting around like, what do you do? Um, so there's like a club called uh, or a social media app called Clubhouse that came out like right before mm-hmm. COVID happened. And it was like all exclusive. It was like you had to know someone to get an invite to it. You had to have an iPhone or whatever. It was kind of like silly, but it worked out really well during COVID because you could just like pop in these rooms and just start listen to really anything. And at first I was using it for like coaching. Like I was like trying to get advice from different coaches. Cause that's a passion I have. I I've been coaching youth sports for like 14 years, like since like I've oh, been wow. coaching forever. And recently I just started like head coaching a, a pop Warner football team in Chicago. And that was just like, that was like so fun. So that's what I was using at first. And then one night there was this like random room called a room about nothing or something like that. And they started talking about, um, pizza and making pizza free and they made up this thing called pizza dow and at first i was just kind of like on the outskirts of it and uh, my partner at the time she was like way into it and like went full into it um and so i did some things with them like just kind of calling pizza shops and um helping them like onboard pizza shops into getting basically basically sold nfts and gave out a bunch of free pizza around the world and i was just like calling pizza shops and but he made a lot of cool friends like law was saying you just like met all these people from around the world it's like now i have friends all over europe in australia and korea and like all these places that like i could just go like oh hey i have a friend here that i can like link up with all over the world it's like Mm -hmm. that was super awesome and then the thing that really got me going was the artwork i just started seeing like art that i was never exposed to before like you go to a museum and i'd be like oh this stuff's really good like obviously it's really good but like it never like spoke to me in any way and then like just like scrolling through different marketplaces and connecting with different artists, I was just like, man, this shit's really cool. This is the stuff that I can like look at. I'm just like, I'm actually like having feelings looking at this artwork because I never like understood that before. And then so then I wanted to like then I once I started understanding like smart contracts and technology of like how it's like how these artists have been able to actually like make a living off of their work. It's just like, and I was like, I'm all in. Like, we're utilizing new technology, which I've always been like technology for. It's like, I I believe in like, it's like AI right now. Everybody's using AI. It's like, how do I figure out how to use this better to make everything um, in my life better? And so that's what really just kind of like sprung me forward. And then um, just, yeah. And then just really is like the in-person experiences. Like you just meet these people and you connect on them just because you own a certain PFP or whatever. And then you just start talking to them and you just get to make like lifelong friends that are around the world. My, my first thing off of what you said is coaching youth sports, right? Like that's something mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. Is that because you played sports growing up or is that just something that you, you know, kind of stumbled into? Like, how did you get into that? Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I played, I started playing like tackle football when I was seven years old, um, played all the way through high school. And then just like in college, just like intramurals and stuff, like I'm not that big of a guy. I I always like describe to people, I'm like slightly above average on most things. And so like that doesn't get you into like college to play sports. Um, But I was just sitting in class. It was probably like my sophomore year of college and like reading our school newspaper. And there was like an ad that said volunteer coaches, basketball coaches wanted. And I was like, that sounds really fun. And so I just like signed up or whatever. It was just through the city of Fort Collins. Um, I started to school. And they're like, yeah, just show up. And they were just like, here you go. Here's 10 kids coaching basketball. And I was like, all right. I'm just like this 20 year old. Um, and they're just like, yeah, coach these kids. And I just like, it was like two nights a week and then games on the weekend. And I was just like, man, this was like the best thing ever. Um, 
And then it just started to like, as I like grew as a person, I kind of started getting away from like, kind of like childhood, you know, and kind of just like what I like to describe, just like, I don't know, not a person that I liked being very much, but as I grew, I realized that I could like be a really good role model to these kids, to these young boys. Cause like I grew up without, without a dad and like, you know, I looked at coaches and I learned good things and a lot of bad things from these coaches. And so I realized that I could like, if I could do this and like one, it's like I get, so I get to mix sports, which I just love. And then I get to like mentor these kids who, you know, they, they just look up to you. Like when you're older and you have that like position authority, authority, they just look up to you. And so like, it gave me a really good opportunity to just like be in these kids' lives and like provide a good role model for them. And so, yeah, it's the sports and then that aspect of it. Is that something that you're going to keep up with now that you're in a different city from where you were yeah. in football? Yeah. So that was like, honestly, the toughest thing leaving Chicago till it was like, I had been there three years. Um, I was head coach for two of them. You know, I had like established like my own playbook and really like got connected into that community. Um, but I would really like to, it's just, it's a commitment. Like it's like July one and it's like you're in um, conditioning camp August 1st, you strap on helmets and shoulder pads and it's like you're practicing four nights a week games on the weekend. It's just like, it's a lot. Right. You, can't, you can't just like take off and travel. And so I just really need to like figure out where, if I have the time to commit to that. Cause I'm not someone who's just going to like kind of do it half halfway, you know? Um, and right now I got a lot going on, so I'm just not sure if I have the, the time for that. Right. Right. We're, we're all members of the wicked cranium. So we all know a little bit of background about it, but um, have you been in the cranium since the beginning or did you find it a little bit later or I'd say a little bit later. Um, like I always knew about the craniums, um, but I just didn't like buy in, you know, like, I was saying there just started to be so many projects just pop up and then you just fit in where you fit in. And then, um, but the thing that actually got me was I was at San Diego comic-con. My partner at the time was helping out with a project that was speaking at comic-con. And so we were there and we went to this, like this after party that was, man, I forget who threw the party, but anyway, Crusoe was there. And so I met Crusoe for the first time. And it was just like an instant, like, man, I just really like this person. And so we kind of just like made this friendship and we were just like chatting and chatting. And um, eventually I got a, a cranium at some point down the line. Um, and then, but it really, it was just that like, man, I just really like this guy. And then like, I showed up to the NFTLA a year, a year ago. It wasn't even that, actually it wasn't even that long after I met him in San Diego. And then I like showed up, I was just like, hell yeah, give me a tattoo. Cause they're going to have free tattoos. Law sat down with me and talked to me for a while. And I, that was like one of the coolest experiences getting to meet him. And just like, it was just like instant, like family. And so like that, I think that's what really just like made me like it so much. Yeah. I have a law story too. Who doesn't? Yeah. Dude. So we finally, we finally got to meet in New York. That was, it was really cool. I was so excited to meet everybody. And then I saw law and I was like, Oh my God. But yo, we should talk a little bit about that that dbc experience because that was a magical night oh how wild was that i don't know if you yeah. guys have talked about that yet on the podcast but we really we had we nick really on but well, we talked about it a little bit with nick that yeah okay but yeah, i didn't make i didn't make the party in new york you oh you weren't yeah. there for that oh that's right no, you didn't you went to like no, the, I, I went to dead fellas yeah that's right. Or I went to I went to Ape Fest and then Dead Fellows. What a horrible decision, dude! <laughs> you missed out on one of the most magical nights 
even for someone like me who's you know like i i i love the band right i love the band but like to just see something like that was uh historical for someone who works in music and web3 especially for so long because you like everything that you thought of in your head like man web3 would be so good to make these connections and you could do things like this and you could see you saw it happen for the first time that night and you saw people like sin get up there give somebody else a guitar that knew how to play the songs and play songs with them and people like Cranjus and Nick were getting up and singing the songs, playing the songs with them. There's people in the audience crying because they were so freaking happy. And it was just like, wow, this is the power of what this, this technology can do to bring like-minded people together. And you're seeing this mighty band like Avenged Sevenfold come up here like something that that millions of people would want to be a part of, but there's only hundreds because of this technology, right? It was just something else, man. I knew, I knew from that moment. Like, there's a, there's a lot of moments I've had where it's been like, yes, I'm on the right track, and that was definitely one of them, for sure. Yeah, the way that they've been able to connect with the fans is insane. Like the fans, like yeah, like you're saying, they cry. It's like some of these Avenged Sevenfold fans like like worship the band and the ability to just like. Like even just when Matt comes in and like says two things in the Discord, people just like lose their minds. They're like, Nuts. "Oh my god, Matt Shadow! Matt Shadow's in here talking." Yeah, it's wild. He'll he'll just be like, "Oh, what's up, random Discord person?" And they'll be like, "Oh my god, my whole life has changed now." They'll it's screenshot right. it and they'll fucking yeah. like post it. Oh my god, Matt talked to me. <laughs> I have a pretty cool Matt Shadow's meeting story too. Oh, the first time I met him was at Eight Fest One. And like I was on Twitter, so that was NFT NYC 2021. Yeah, and so like I had got my the IT. Yeah, like I got that even before I had a MetaMask wallet. I like signed up and like was you know I won the the Golden Eyes IT. And so I was at Ape Fest in the Ape Fest first, and then he like had tweeted like, "Oh, and VIP watching back or whatever." And so I was just like tweeting at him like constantly like, "Yo, can I use my meet and greet?" And then, like, him and Sin came down the steps and just, like, and Matt had, like, his PUBG jacket on and, like, a dad hat and looked nothing like Matt Shadows, um, <laughs> the, the singer. And he just, like, just we just, like, talked about, honestly, like, PUBG and, like, Web3 a little bit, which was, like, kind of funny. I didn't even, like, talk to him about music at all. We were just, like, vibing. That was pretty cool. That was the Ape that Fest, you said? Yeah, that was a, the first Ape Fest, yeah. So, NFT NYC. Okay. And, and, okay. NYC. Yeah, or twenty twenty? No, twenty twenty one. Law said something in his in his um NYC talk just now. He said people like Nick and Andy got to sing this. Did you go on stage at some point and sing Andy? No, I don't. I think I was like real close to Nick while I was singing. Maybe. Oh, like you leaned but, in and got like, in the shots. Well, I don't even. I don't even know if that happened. But I just. <laughs> I was like right there with him. It was just. Dude, we was, were all singing. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, really. We were all singing. When, um, forgive me if I say this song, is it Afterlife? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The song where he's like, How do I live without the ones I love? That fucking place was. Oh, that was was so far away. If you didn't have a little tear in your eye. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about that moment, bro. (laughs) Although, when you started to sing that, I thought you were singing the 
How do I live without you? <laughs> yeah, he was singing. I want to know. The Con Air song. Yo, the song that kicked off that whole room, though, you remember that one? Oh, yeah. That was the that was the first song that I think they put on the DJ that just kind of got the flow going and everyone was like go downstairs and we're like why and they were just like I don't know just do it go downstairs something's gonna happen and there's like a we all go downstairs and there's just like a stool with some guitars out and we're like okay we'll hang out down here and see what's gonna happen yeah what's going on down here and sure enough it was it was funny though because the DJ was like. <laughs> playing dj music and mixing stuff and everybody right. was just kind of nodding their heads and but when when the metal track started playing that's when the whole crowd got into it and it was the first time we all got to connect after spending months in twitter spaces and discords getting to know each other that was uh something cool man that was really something cool unforgettable i'll never forget that trip i remember fun. when we were all waiting in line for the the night before for for like merch or something yeah i was like to get some exclusive merch if you wanted to i went through and shook every single person's hand and introduced myself in that line just because i wanted to meet everybody you know and get a you know get a picture just because the the connections that i've been able to make in communities like the death bats club and wicked craniums have um ultimately not only changed my life, but my perspective, my, the way I, the way I think. And, and, and it's all positive. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I was such a negative person for such a long part of my life. And I used to think that like, that was fine. And you could be like that. And, and it, it it's not, dude, you can't be like that. And this was a huge part in helping me realize that. And ultimately, um, take a take a new step to become a new person and it's it's helped a lot of people did you get a donut from dylan when you were in line i remember dylan was out there passing yeah out i was passing donuts. out liquid deaths and he gave me a donut for a liquid death i'm bummed that i didn't get to make it to that pop-up shop because that sounded like a good time that night before oh the pop-up was hilarious oh i had danny get me a pin because i didn't want to wait in line anymore and i lost that pin recently in la because it was on my bag and it, it must have like hit something on the airplane or something because it's gone. I'm so bummed no, about it. No, no. I did make it to the pop-up shop. I, I was kind of late, but I made it, yeah. And like Mia and Tamara were there. And like Matt and Brooks were still there. Shout um, out. It was pretty empty. Like, yeah. Shout out Mia and Tam. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Mia listens to the podcast, but I know Tam says she does. So Hell yeah. We'll, we'll say what's up. There they're, they've both been around a long time. They're good folks to be around for sure. Exactly. Love yeah. We we love both of them. But we we did the craniums party too. Andy, were you there for the craniums party? No. That's no. when I got attacked by the rat. Was waiting for the craniums party. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I got attacked by a rat that that same week too. Not a, oh not man, there, that's but New York City. Yeah. It almost it almost knocked me on the floor. It was huge. <laughs> um, we were we were all waiting outside, and you know. Lord help him, that bouncer was just doing his job, but he was kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't remember why he was being that way, but Law's like, yeah, just hang out, you know, when people come out, because we were kind of late getting there or whatever, but 
so we're all just hanging out and i guess tam had leaned back on a on like a rolling garage door or whatever and this rat just comes out and i'm standing like (laughs) weight evenly distributed on both legs and the rat just like buckles one of my knees out it was it was wild (laughs) you're all everybody else was screaming and i didn't even have a chance to do that because it hit me and i almost fell over but um it was wild i was just like yeah be patient or whatever and then i guess i don't who was that lady that came out was it like a some kind of a manager lady or what so that is brit she is um that's i forget exactly her title but she is she works for 5b music management team Mm -hmm. and she's the she's she's a boss queen dude Oh yeah, she she came out and just looked at me, and I I like held my forearm out like that, and I'm like pointing at it like, can we yeah. get in? And she like her eyes got big, and she walked back in and came out and was like, all right, everybody come in. So Hell yeah. yeah, my my cranium's tattoo um, got you helped me out for sure. That was because you know everything we're trying to build at craniums is all about like a music experience, and I think the NY thing was our attempt at like doing like a like that was a full on pretty much like a a rave experience you know what i mean you it walked was. in and it was just like music and, and dancing and and drinks it was a it was it was quite the experience and what i really liked about what we did in la this this year yeah this year is that we had that same experience but it was more um it was more so like you could also have a seat and and chat and uh be able to connect so it's cool to be able to to kind of see both sides, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. There was a there was a lot of really really cool people at both parties, really. But the music scene in Web three is is so cool, dude. Like, there's I'm every like all the time I'm meeting new people that are fascinating. Um, either here building tech for music or writing or them themselves writing music, and uh, I just I'm having a good time hanging out in this little pocket industry. Because as you as we all kind of know, Web three is still very small, and we take a look at <clears throat> the other day. I googled how many people in the United States use uh, Twitter's social media app compared to the rest, right? And then I googled how many people in the world use Twitter as a social media app, and it's not even in top ten. Twitter is such a small little pocket in this internet universe, right? And that means to me, that means like this is kind of like Twitter's like the the hub of Web3 conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it where yeah, the I mean, DGENs like, hang mm-hmm. out. It's where uh, a lot of the OG people that are still left over from the NFT space hang out and where people are being onboarded every day hang out in Discord, right? So that just tells me that we have a long ways to go. And the what's great about it being so small right now is that you're making like the best connections. You're making the connections of people that are building big things here. People say that this is a bear market right now and, and whether or not that's true or you believe that or whatever. Um, what is true is that the, the, the connections you make here today with some of the people that are building are going to be connections with people that are going to be, when 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 the tides come in or when the people start coming in and this technology is being used on a on a bigger platforms like these are the people you um, you're going to want to know you know what i mean and it's been great to see you know avenge sevenfold is doing matt in particular is doing his uh 
his part in being a voice for it, he's hitting those art, you know, he's in Forbes, he's in, he's going to podcasts and he's talking about how he's using this technology to, you know, uh, cater to his fan base and, and his band and change and change the way it, uh, music is enjoyed. And we just need more people to kind of come up and, and follow suit. And I think a, what's happening right now is there's a lot of people that have their eyes on Matt and have their eyes on the death bats club. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I I'm just incredibly proud and humbled to even be the littlest part in that, in that, in that project, that community of just helping people come in and learn about it. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in that. When, when that project first opened up and people were learning about NFTs for their first time, I'm talking, you know, when the death bats club first happened, like literally no one, hardly no one, no one at all knew about MetaMask, uh, open sea or Ethereum, any of that shit. And we, we onboarded, I, I can't tell you how many token holders there are today, but I can tell you there's close to like 40,000 people in that discord and we're still onboarding people every day. And I'm really proud of that because people, people can go on all day on their Twitter accounts being like, you need to help onboard people, but what are you doing to help onboard people? Cause I'll tell you right now, if you have a passion for it, come to the DBC, dude, help some people out, man. Yeah. It's, it's educating. And so that's how you can tell, like, the people who actually have, like, a genuine interest in this and passion for it, like, like Law and you, or it's like, there's almost like this, people have this, like, entitlement feeling in the space in these little pockets because they know about this stuff or because they have <laughs> certain perks or um, a certain NFT that's, like, worth so much money. They they almost, like, feel like they need to, like, show that off. And it's instead, it's like, no, like, why do you, act like... For like the people that are here that are actually just like interested in like pushing the space forward, you're willing to like, yeah, let me let's just talk. Let's like have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like me, me first, I always like I'm like I send them like I have like base links. It's like here, read these and then like and then let's talk. Like do a little bit of your own education because I think you have to in the space. You have to like be able to like learn yourself. Otherwise, you're gonna just start to listen to people and no one's an expert in this space and they'll just lead you astray a lot of times. Include mm-hmm. like I've probably said things too, that if someone would have followed, they would have just like gotten wrecked or something like that. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, those like, like those genuine reactions where you're just like, I want, I believe in this space and I wanted to like help, like teach people about it, educate about it and then let them either one say no or two, they start to get into it. And maybe they build something really, or create something really cool that in the technology. Because like you had mentioned, like what's an NFT? People ask me that all the time, and I'm like, I'm like there's a million use cases. Like what, what, what are you passionate about? Let me see how I can fit it into, into like things that you love. Yeah, and I really think that everyone's going to be using the technology, whether they like it or not. And they just won't know it eventually. That's that's usually what I, how I, how I think about it. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it'll be on the back end of probably everything out, out there eventually. They probably yeah. already are is the thing um, especially now that ethereum's 99 percent more eco-friendly too like that's that was a huge deal it was yeah like I, we're recording this podcast and you said it's gonna get like uploaded and sent to us i don't know how that works behind like i have no idea i don't care but i know that it's working and it's gonna do it makes it a lot easier for everybody here hopefully it's working <laughs> yeah. yeah we're good <laughs> another reason why it's so important to kind of like 
come into this space with a friend, or if you don't have a friend, you come into this space with a trusted community like the DVC who's going to take the time to be like, hey, did you save your seed phrase? And um, I think the the number one, whenever someone like wants to come into this space, there's a few different ways I like to go about really um, getting them into it. And if it's more of like of a conversation of me and a best friend, I'll ask them things like, uh, well, what do you want out of this space? You know, are you looking here to, did you read an article that somebody made a million dollars and you're trying to come here and make a million dollars? Because that's a whole different route that I'm going to, that I don't, I'm not even really a part of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's so much, there's a lot you can do in this space. And I, I like to collect and build myself. Right. <clears throat> and where I think where I was trying to go with this overall is lately, uh, with this whole DBC on the Coinbase adventure is, uh, a lot of the newer people that are coming in and being onboarded today is they're finding out is a multi-day process. And that's a good thing. Like I've been in this space for almost two years now. I want to say working in it full time. And I still learn new shit about it. I'm learning new shit every day, you know, and people, people want to come in and rush it. And that's never, never a good idea. This is a, this is a hobby almost in a sense, like, and it, and we all know that this hobby (laughs) is pretty addictive, right? I think, Mm -hmm. I think all four of us can say that you have to, you have to really be careful with like, um, you can get kind of sucked into this whole world and, there's a lot, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful with your mental health and your finances in this space. And that's something else that I think, um, is good to touch up on as well. And, um, I'm getting derailed here. You guys help me, help me find where I'm coming back. I think I need to take a sip of this one. Just teaching people about the space by Celsius. (laughs) Not sponsored by Celsius. Would love to be sponsored by Celsius. (laughs) Celsius, if you're out there, give us a shout. By law of the song. No, it's all good points, man. Um, uh, Yeah, I've I've had to check myself a lot. Chickity check. I mean, I just recently, I I had that rush again recently with the with the Nakamigos and the the outlaws. I was out there slinging slinging NFTs and like getting a little (laughs) wild out there. Uh, Luckily, it was like fine, but I had to like, I was like, okay, chill out a little bit, Craig. You're like checking. Uh, charts too much and you're like reading into way too many things it's like take a break like relax because point one can seem like so little but in reality point one's like two hundred dollars mm. you don't yeah, just, right. i don't i'm not the kind of guy who goes to a gas station and drops two hundred dollars on scratchers and it's like hey yeah, exactly, doing, yeah. you know <laughs> two hundred dollars is a lot of money to someone like me you know like but when you look at it as a point one, you're like, eh, forget about it, you know. And then it's not even a whole one; it's just a tenth of one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's dangerous, dude. You gotta be careful. I kind of finally found just this nice little comforting pocket that I'm in, though. It's like I just have the ones I want. It's the NFTs I own, or the stuff I'm interested in, and the people that I'm interested in hanging out with. Yeah, some new stuff comes up here and there, and I'll I'll dabble, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't, but. I don't know. I kind of found like a nice little, my, my comfort zone. It's been nice lately. I've been doing near as much of that crazy trading and stuff. Just, just chilling. I think it's wild that PFPs are still selling out 10K collections. I think it's so wild that we're still buying 
random animals and things like that. <laughs> it you is know, weird. It's it's it is crazy to think like we are still selling PFPs after it's been like the dominant the sales factor, right? It is kind of crazy, but we are starting to see metaverses getting put up and as you guys know, I work uh with a my friend Aaron Haber and we've mm-hmm. built a comedy club that's a metaverse and you can the the beauty of our NFTs is like you buy one of our NFTs and you you just get to come into our club. It's not a PFP. It's basically a membership token. Mm-hmm. And you get to come in and experience live comedy in the metaverse. So I have one. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm a sir. holder. Yay. I still need to come hang out. I still haven't have been to an like a show event or anything. Today at five o'clock if you want to join us. Oh nice. Is it in the I, I actually I went into the um what would you call it? Like the venue mm-hmm. that you guys the club. Had built? The club. It was really cool. Like it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, they did they did not hold anything back. It's it was gorgeous. It's like, smooth. Like I've had well so done. many metaverse experiences and they've most of them have been shit, but this this is legit. It's built on a platform called Mona. Uh very smooth. Dude, it works great on my my Mac piece um laptop. It's great. Yeah, we do art shows in there all the time. Like uh we can do a wedding. If anybody wants to get married, we could do that in there. So like Whoa. it's not just PFPs out here, dude. And you know, eventually I think that meta will change. Oh yeah, blockchain, brother. Yeah. You know, one thing we haven't touched on yet that we definitely should wicked craniums in the cradle here and um talk about you know, we don't have to get too crazy into it, but give us all that alpha. Know, so um Craig and I work together on this project called that the wicked craniums. And you've heard, you know, the <laughs> the people listening here today have heard a little bit about wicked craniums and they've heard us talk about how uh, this, that, and the other, but what uh, they don't perhaps know is what we're building at the Wicked Craniums. Let's 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 talk about the technology and the cradle aspect. Is we are trying to build, or we are building a a tool that is going to help artists connect with their fans and have and the fans be able to connect with the artist. Help, help me out here, Craig. Give me give give my give, give me going. Yeah, so. It's it's two things, right? So it's so it's a blockchain ticketing pl- platform or solution that, and then that's so that's one part, and then the part two is the decentralized social media platform, which is the Cradle, and the ticket is what your is your access into the Cradle, which is what you're getting into law about the artists connecting with their fans in this. And then you're almost how we were talking about MySpace earlier, where it's like you can be in there and you discover other bands that are in there and you start to connect with those communities and connect with other fans around the world. You can map yourselves to like we're all trying to figure out in the DBC right now, like who's going to Rockfield, who's going where can where can we meet up? Um, so playing things like that. And then for the other side of the for the band, the bands, it allows them to you know connect with their fans a different way, but also providing them with insight into who their fans are. Like, who are these people that are buying tickets? How can we reward them for going to 12 different shows or buying all these different things? Yeah. So two to the two things that we're building, they go hand in hand. And it, it helps both the artist and the fans. Is what I was trying to draw the picture of here. So thank you for the assist on that, Greg. 
And what makes what makes I think our experience different than maybe like a, a mailing email list and all that other shit that we've uh, been a part of is we've all this whole show we've kind of talked about the connections that NFTs have allowed us to make, and that's something that I think is a lot more powerful than uh than we really realize right like to be able to have some kind of application you could pull up and chat with people like discover and chat with like-minded people connect go to a show together do an have an experience together even if it's online is is amazing and you know i think i think what we've what we've seen with wicked craniums and dbc is just the start of of this online music fandom revolution. And for as long as we've been alive, we've been getting screwed over by ticket scalpers, record labels. They're, they're screwing us over. They're screwing the bands over and we're, we're going to put an end to that. And web three is power to the artist. It's power to the people. And that's everything that's that's everything we we represent at wicked craniums is is power to the artist and power to the people and and so like a lot of this stuff can be done off off chain right like you can create a, a social media platform and you can bring in fans and give them pre-sale codes and things like that but the thing about putting it on chain is the ownership aspect um so say you have this token and it's to your favorite band and i won't we won't say names, but say your favorite band's lead singer um, puts on a hit on his wife, goes to jail, and then the band allows him back in. And they're like, wait, should I still listen to this band anymore? Like, no, that's I'm not going to listen to this band ever again. You can sell everything. And like you can get your like all this hard or all hard work, whatever, all this time and effort you put into this thing, whether it's just maybe just don't vibe with the music or maybe you're down on, you know, you have hard times. You just need like some money. You can you own everything. It's yours. It's not. It's not Ticketmaster's. It's not the bands. It's not. It's yours. You own the. You own these assets, and so you can. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you can also like delegate it to, and like use that as like a side, side hustle. It's like, um, hey, I have this free upgrade, a uh, VIP upgrade. Let me delegate to this person that lives in there. I can't make it this year, or something like that. Um, so it's just that ownership aspect. Like that's what Web three is, right? It's so you know Web two. You could read and write on the internet but you never own anything like we don't own our content on instagram on facebook we don't own that they do and then web3 you own it so it's that it's the ownership it's the, the really key thing that people like when we keep saying technology like that's the technology i think the pop wonders is a really good example too of like you getting to own tickets you own those tickets it's not like mm. when you buy tickets which who knows if that will become a thing i think it's really cool i love the pop wonder the whole idea behind it, but it's like when you buy tickets on Ticketmaster, you have to go through their platform in order to like sell them or give them to somebody else. Even if you just wanted to give them somebody else, right? You have to like go on Ticketmaster and like fill out a thing and say, I'm transferring it to somebody's email or something. Mm. So I thought that was a cool thing about like the pop wonders. If I want to send my pop wonders to Danny, I bought pop wonders and sent them to Tim. Yeah. He, I owned them because I, yeah, I bought them and then I transferred them to Tim because I said I would. I didn't have to go through Ticketmaster. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Just do it. They, and I, I don't know about them. you I guys, but I have a I have a cigar box in my room that is filled with tickets of shows that I've been to that I mm -hmm. collect. And 
I, for one, am really looking forward to the day of having NFT collectible ticket stubs that maybe feature artwork from some of our favorite artists, maybe ones that you could collect. Um, you can collect the Southwest tour. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of really cool, exciting collectible opportunities here um, that could feature and highlight artists. Um, of course. And then we're, and we're talking to like this, these things can be uh, traded on the web three market forever. So revenue is being generated for the artist and the band forever it's cool that us four got to meet and be together and kind of all merge you know when all of this stuff is happening i because we're right we're, we're right we're riding the wave of like the band the band that we all love that has these huge fucking balls to do all of this <laughs> they're pretty big and not give a shit right because everybody like you said earlier live everybody they're people are watching they just don't have the balls to do it, you know. They're they're going, oh, Avenged is doing this. We're watching. Let's see how it works out. We might do it if it's successful. The cool thing about A7X is they just don't give a shit. They're like, oh, we'll just do it. They just believe in. They want to do it. You know, they're just doing it. And like, there's another band that I really like, and um, they came out with like a tweet and like a an IG post, and they're like, stay tuned for NFTs, basically. And then the fans just like lost it on them. This yeah. was like, this was almost like, a, this was like over a year ago. Um, and then they deleted everything about it. What band? Wanted to say another, should I name names? I don't know if I, I don't want to get blacklisted yeah, by band? them. <laughs> it was Ice Nine. Ice Nine Kills, bro. Oh, oh okay. You're canceled. I love that band. And um, I feel like they could have, like, with all their, like, different horror stuff, I feel like they could create really cool stuff that could connect to the fans. But they just, like, deleted everything and never said another word about it. Because I think they were, they were just scared. They were scared of losing their fans, I think. Maybe you guys could educate me on this, but how come Instagram and like Facebook have decided to pull out of the game? Well, I guess they're both owned by the, by Meta, by Facebook. But just noticed recently that like on my Instagram, it was like, yeah, we're not doing the digital collectibles. And then I read somewhere else that like they pulled the plug on the Metaverse and stuff too with Facebook. I don't know. It has to be from the heat, I'd imagine the people the backlash and the hate like i don't know if you guys have ever tried to create content nft content on other platforms outside of twitter but they're usually met with a lot of hate especially tiktok i've found for me like you'll Mm -hmm. you'll get a lot of hate just people saying the same shit that we've heard since forever bad for the environment um scam you know what I mean? I did get on into some arguments on TikTok one day in the comments, and I don't even know how to use the TikTok comments. It doesn't even make sense to me. I just kept typing stuff and hitting send, though. We're just It just goes to show you how early we are, and we have a lot of work to do. And um, we're, we're getting there, dude. We're getting there. It And the thing that gets me about it is, like, from past experiences in my life, it's, you know it's a long way down from the moral high ground, right? Like if you're going to preach, it's bad for the environment, but you're going to support an environmental activist that flies a jet to Europe three times a month. Like one trip for a jet to Europe is more pollution than my car is going to produce in its entire lifetime. So, you know, you got to. And they're, they're complaining to you about it on their Apple phone or their 
or their MacBook laptop and so much more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's just easy to point the finger at other people and because that's what other other people are saying is wrong. So to hide your own own stuff. And we live in this you know, this this is a completely side conversation for another day. But like we live in this world of like what are you left or you right? Are you up or you down? So it's like I'm just Danny. We gotta get over that. We gotta get over that soon. <laughs> Which is a conversation for, for another day. I mean, we've been doing this in the NFT space, just going back to like what you're talking about, the bad experience in the DBC. It's like it's like what you don't know about NFT about nfts and you're ter- like people just like like you said they just like go off on people that don't know about it or don't or don't think it's right it's like just let's just talk like let's have let's have a genuine conversation and experience together like why does it have to be so extreme people come guns blazing all the time it's like just chill yeah. a little i've had the pleasure to meet all three of you fellas let's bring it back to some positive human interactions i've you know yeah, I dig all of y'all. I got to meet Craig on my little. They they called it the the Danny DBC World Tour. I never I never yeah. went out of the country, but I do have a my passport came in today, so that's a possibility for the future. But nice. um, hung out with Craig in Chicago. Got to hang out with Law in New York. Got to hang out with Andy in New York and California and Vegas. And you we'll know, be in, we'll be in Craig Vegas. and I are coming we- to your neck of the woods pretty soon here. If you uh, get some time to hang out with us. In Daytona Beach, I tell you what. Just come hang out with Law. We're gonna dig a hole in the beach, fill with ice and two kegs, and he's <laughs> just gonna man the man the kegs while we're at the festival, and then we we'll come back and party with them on the beach. There we go. It is. Um, I'll be there the seventeenth through the twenty first is when I'll be there next month. Oh, I'll be in Vegas again. <laughs> Not gonna be there. Oh, you're going to EDC, huh? I'm going for another Katy Perry show, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 Danny's going to Las Vegas. You guys got to get Courtney that job. You know, someone's got to get her that job. Well, I mean, I, what job? I, She's got to be Katy Perry's uh, Web three manager. Oh, Project yeah. manager. Yeah, she does need that job. Do we get Katy Perry to Web3? That's a fucking dub. Katy Perry, you know what I mean? <laughs> Katy Perry talks about <laughs> yeah. NFT stuff, if I'm not we mistaken. We get her in this world and do what Avengers doing and do what Cranes are doing, then we got ourselves a dubski. Oh, yeah. I know she listens to the this podcast, so, you know, Katy, do the right Katie, thing. Katy, call me. Katy, Katy Perry, call, do you remember... Do you remember the girl that you met that had an Avenged Sevenfold shirt on twice when you've met her? You need to hire that woman. Have my people call my people, and then my people will call your people, Katie. Sponsored by Celsius. Not sponsored by Celsius. <laughs> sponsored by Liquid Death. You could have your people call my people, but that'd just be really confusing for everybody. Yeah, I've called your people, Andy. You're still hard to get a hold of, bro. I know your people. Andy, I know you have like this, you have like a property right out where you live and you can ride dirt bikes and all that shit, right? Yeah. How do you feel about maybe one year we all kind of scrounge up some money and do like a, a weekend festival in your, in your neck of the woods 
where we all just camp out and ride motorbikes and get in mud and do and do um just wrestle each other in the mud, you know what I mean? Luscious, dude, you just find an excuse to mud wrestle, bro. Yeah, dude. We'll dig a hole. That's what I got out of that. that. Like you just want to mud wrestle. Um actually Nick, Stockio. Maybe I shouldn't dox him. I'll edit that with like Jerry. That's his username. Um, that's his Nick. literally his username. I'm pretty sure you can't dox somebody <laughs> if that's their username. True, that's <laughs> true, isn't it? Uh, anyway, <laughs> him and I have talked about doing something out here. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'd be totally down. Let's do it, dude. I'll be out there. It'd be so fun. I'll be out there for show. I'll I'll, get, I'll dig a to... hole, put water in it, and stir it up. Make a little mud pot. I'll buy. I'll give you like I'll give you like three hundred, five hundred bucks to buy the shittiest dirt bike from somebody, and we'll just wreck it, dude. He's got <laughs> shitty dirt bikes already, and he's got a shitty Volkswagen. <laughs> we could drive around and. Well, I don't want to wreck his nice stuff. I want to. We can just buy stuff to break. You know what I mean? I got a little Volkswagen Golf. We could race. Ooh, we light <laughs> on fire and jump over it. That's what I keep telling people. I'm like, just come out and we'll light shit on fire. Do I need to say anything else? And yeah, dude, that's, I'm there. And they, don't, and they won't come. I'm like, I'm there. I'm on my way. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were we were going to try to plan something this summer, and with an Avenge tour and all this stuff going on, probably be better to wait. And then, of course, we probably would have planned it right smack dab on something like some big show or something. Law of the Saw, is your guitar tuned up, sir? You want to play us a little tune while we begin the wrap-up process? I'll uh, play you guys the worst song you ever heard. Come on with it. <laughs> Sorry, there's a have, bug in my face. We'll have to edit that I out. Have Law take us out with a sultry also, little juicy jam. Before I play this song, I want to do a quick little plug-in. Uh, I've always I've always co-hosted and done things with other people and and other communities such as the Alpha Vibes, which you can find me on Mondays and Thursdays right now, nights. But my very first law show, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., you can tune into what I'm calling Live, Laugh, and Law. And we're just going to be on Twitter talking about music and blockchain. And I may play some songs on there, you know. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, here's the worst song you guys have ever heard today, and here's how it goes. <laughs> I'm excited. Possessions never meant anything to me. Well, I'm not crazy. Well, that's not true. I've got a bed and a guitar and a dog named Bob who pisses on my floor. That's right, I've got a floor. So what? So what? So what? I've got pockets full of Kleenex and linen holes where everything's important to me. Seems to fall right down my leg and onto the floor. My closest friend, Linoleum. Linoleum supports my head, gives me something to believe. That's me on the beachside, combing the sand, 
metal meter in my hand, sporting a pocket full of change. That's me on the street with a violin under my chin, playing with a grin, singing Avenged Sevenfold. That's me on the back of the bus. That's me in the cell. That's me inside your head. That's me inside your head. Yeah. That's me inside your head. Sir, thank you, sir. That was glorious.